Gentlemen, welcome to Grease the Wheels. This is your Uncle Jimmy coming to you from the Rock and Roll Garage with your weekly technician podcast about being a wrench turning mofo and being a car fixing bastard. I want to talk to you today about distractions, being distracted. When you're at work, that is. When you're at home, you can be as distracted as you fucking want to be, okay? But when you're at work, distractions are one of the things that cost you money. They cost you time. They ruin your concentration. So you want to keep distractions to a minimum. You know, there's so many fucking things that can distract you on a daily basis that it's almost difficult to talk about all of them. And there are going to be things that I miss. So you yourself personally are going to have to identify the things that distract you from your job yourself. Now, one of the things that I've noticed about distractions is that some people don't seem to mind them. Some people don't seem to mind other people distracting them or other things distracting them. I myself personally would love to be able to go into work and just hammer away on whatever it is I'm working on and get the next car and work on that one and not have to be distracted by literally anything, okay? But there's a million fucking things out there that can distract you. One of the first things that can distract you as a technician is what's going on in your own fucking mind. If you're even a semi-intelligent individual, you have thoughts and maybe even daydreams that creep up on you at any given time during the day. And if you have a home life that's somewhat full of turmoil or maybe totally full of turmoil or chaos, it's nearly impossible not to bring that to work. One of the things that bothers technicians the most are the, if you're a man, that is, the women in your life. I know I find it a a terrible distraction when I'm attempting to have a woman in my life. And fortunately for me, I don't attempt that very often. And when I do, I'm usually horribly horribly unsuccessful and so the distraction ends as quickly as it started for me but some guys have wives they have girlfriends some guys have both and man what a terrible distraction that could be although I can only imagine so probably number one on our list of distractions would be the things that go on in your head the things that bother you on a normal everyday basis the wife the girlfriend your kids maybe what they're doing maybe what they're not doing Maybe what you want them to do, maybe what they want to do, maybe where they even are, okay? If some of you are a little older and have children who are in the military and maybe they're deployed somewhere, that could certainly be a distraction. If you have children who are deployed, let me just say now, God bless them and you for serving the country. Uh, My kudos to you for raising a a very civic-minded person who's serving the country and uh, my thanks to them and their service and for the freedoms that believe me i know i don't take them for granted for i know that this country is a great great place because of the sacrifice of our servicemen okay but this could be very distracting to you and and probably i think you could be excused for being distracted by that especially if you're a sibling or if you're excuse me not your sibling but if your child is, uh, or maybe your sibling even, 
is in a uh, war zone or a semi-war zone or in a dangerous area of the planet certainly are allowed to be distracted. But that doesn't take away from the fact that any kind of distraction that you suffer can also uh, decrease your efficiency and decrease the amount of money that you make. So you want to try to keep your distractions in order, keep them in check. One of the other things that keeps us distracted is the other people in the shop and maybe some of the Tom fuckery that goes on with actually being in a shop, especially with a joker like me. You might be sucked into some of the unusual or odd conversations or situations or even pranks that go on in the shop. A lot of times technicians like to talk to each other about what happened over the weekend or what happened in a football game or maybe a joke or maybe some lines from a movie that they saw. I know we did a podcast on that a while back. I don't think it's out yet. Um, There's a lot of things that can distract you and, and sometimes they work right in the bay next to you. Working with other technicians can be helpful at times. Probably most of the time it's helpful. Sometimes it can be a huge fucking distraction. So you have to kind of monitor that and keep that in check, okay? Uh, One of the other things that distracts the living shit out of technicians is your phone. And I find that with distractions related to cell phones, that the distraction is more severe the younger you are because technicians who are young grew up with cell phones and will probably never even ever look at you because they're too fucking busy looking at their phone. I'm surprised that more people in today's society don't walk into shit while they're looking at their phone. And as a matter of fact, I came up with an idea for an invention. It's a like a park distance control sensor for your phone, and it alerts you when you are actually going to walk into something if you're just staring at your phone. Um, I understand the need or the desire to be connected to people and to be connected to things, and there's a great need to want to know what's going on or to see the latest memes or whatever. But as someone who's a little older and who grew up with the telephone being actually screwed to the fucking wall, I can live entire days and weeks and months without a cell phone. So it's not a distraction that technicians who are of a certain age experience even at all. If my phone rings and I've got my hands halfway up a car's ass, I think to myself, fuck the phone, they'll call back. I don't think that most kids these days think that way. They feel like if they don't answer the phone, if it rings every time, that they're going to miss something. Like, really? What, what is there for you to miss? Because I can remember growing up in the 70s and the 80s and missing phone calls all the fucking time. And you know what else? You know what I missed by not getting those calls? Nothing. Maybe it was a friend of mine who wanted to call me up and tell me to come over and have some beers with him. But you know what? If he was going to do that, he'd call back and say, yo, we're halfway through a six-pack. I tried calling you earlier and you weren't around. I said, oh, well, I'll be right down. Fuck. The Internet is also an enormous distraction, too, because, well, the Internet is ultra, ultra interesting. There is nothing, nothing that you can't look up on the Internet. If you have a subject of any kind... I literally mean this. No matter what you're thinking about, what you're wondering about, 
who you're wondering about, you can Google them. You can look them up on some search engine, some browser. You could bring up images of them. You can find press releases about them if they're famous. You can find out if they're still alive. If they're a a celebrity or a person of interest of any kind, they probably have a wiki page and you can find out everything, you know, including their their height, their weight, their sperm count, whatever you want to know. It's on the Internet. And I will admit, as a technician, I've used the Internet to help me fix cars many times. Uh, I go to forums sometimes if I have an unusual problem to see if anyone who was on a forum had a problem similar to I that what I'm experiencing now and I don't have an answer for it, which fortunately for me doesn't happen very often because I wouldn't want people to think that I go to forums for answers all the time. I go there when I'm really, 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 really stumped and sometimes I can get some information from someone who had the problem before me and who made all of the mistakes I don't want to make and then eventually did get their car fixed by doing such and such okay i'd like to find out what such and such is before i make all the mistakes that that clown made okay now as a technician i want to uh, just say this before i get any farther i don't recommend that you use forums to fix cars i would use it i have used them but only as an absolute last resort okay if i find some clown in norway who had the same problem with their car as the one I'm having with the car in my bay right now, and he says he did blank. I will certainly look into that, okay? I won't just blindly follow some jackass's advice from a forum and start replacing stuff. I don't typically fire off the parts cannon at a problem. I don't just spray parts like an MG42 at a car and hope it fixes them. All of my diagnosis is done to the nth degree for the most part. If I'm sure a problem is such and such, I will go ahead and forego some of the diagnosis. Uh, As a professional technician who's been doing this for a while, I can sort of get away with that. I don't nearly need to do a wire test if I'm replacing a module that I've replaced thousands of fucking times, okay? I know that the module's bad. That system is notorious for being bad. I know the wiring is good. I know the fuses are good. I know that everything else associated with it is good, that the module is just fucking bad. I can replace it. So don't be distracted by the internet. And I got to tell you, I understand a thousand percent why you would be, because there is some awesome stuff on the internet. There's also some disgusting stuff on the internet. There's also some stupid stuff on the internet. Don't let it distract you. Okay. Don't fall into that trap. You can certainly use it to fix a car. You can Google, hey, Google, what's, you know, you can even ask Siri or Alexis, hey, what's fault P04424 again? Uh, beep. P04422 is a fault you have when you have a leak in your evaporative system. It is typically corrected by either tightening or replacing the gas cap. Typically. But the word typically means not always. Here's another thing that people do to distract other people is they ask them to help them with something that takes them out of their bay. Sometimes the service advisor will come back and say, oh, you know what? I have a car in a drive-in, and I want you to take a look at it. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll go up there and not get paid for looking at a car and stop looking at a car I am get paid to look for. But because you're a nice guy and because you want to be helpful and you want to be the guy who takes care of things, you go ahead and you do it. I mean, maybe you're one of these people 
who a service advisor or a service manager would never come up to and say, hey, can you help me out? These are also people that if you do actually help them out at some point in time, when it becomes their turn to help you out, they're more likely to. So it's a quid pro quo. It's something that can pay you back later on and maybe the distraction will be worth it, although highly unlikely. One of the other things that we do as technicians that is very distracting and it's something that we ourselves do and that we ourselves have to stop fucking doing is we watch other technicians in the shop. Some people are so obsessed with the fact that there are other technicians in the shop doing jobs that they feel like they should be doing instead of the fucking guy in the bay three bays down or across the shop four bays over. Maybe you have idiots in your shop who get nothing but gravy, simple stuff. And there's a reason for that because they're too stupid to do anything else. They're too stupid to do anything that requires any sort of thinking, any sort of diagnosis. They're too fucking dumb. They can't get it done. And even if they were to actually accidentally or even on purpose diagnose something correctly, they fuck the parts up trying to put them in. That happens. You could even go in and tell them, this is what's wrong with this car. Just replace this part and this car will be fixed. And then you come back a couple hours later and they have fucking destroyed everything in their path. They have wrecked the fucking shit out of the car. So they get the easy gravy stuff and you don't help them anymore because you got to make, you got to work twice as hard to catch up because you're doing the hard stuff. You're the warranty horse in the shop. You're the guy who is, you're the guy who is having to fix their mistakes. You're the guy having to fix the stuff that requires that you think about what the problem is and then solve it. So you watch the gravy sucking pigs suck the gravy, ride the gravy kayak, and then you actually lose time and, well, you kind of lose energy. It makes you lose energy. It makes you lose your motivation to work for those people when they're coddling some piece of shit. And you got to understand, and it's hard, but you got to understand that from your owner's point of view, they want to have technicians in the shop that don't make that much money and have them work on the easy stuff because that maximizes their profits. See, when they think about their bottom line, they're not thinking about your bottom line. The only person who can think about your bottom line is you. Your boss is probably not going to. You may have a good boss who recognizes that you can't just work on shit, crap, junk-ass cars all day long while somebody else gets fat and happy on the easy shit and expect you to keep working there, expect you to be happy, expect you to want to keep working there. You might have... You might... It's rare, I think, but you might have a boss who realizes that it has to work that way. But the odds are that they that you don't. Try not to spend that much time watching other people, especially the gravy-sucking pigs. Don't pay attention to what other people are doing too much. Pay attention to what you're doing. A good way to fuck up a car is to not pay attention to what you're doing and getting something wrong or leaving something undone. Don't let it happen to you, okay? Now, as far as distractions in the shop, there's... A lot of other things that distract you in a shop, and I suspect that uh, you you may suffer from actually all of these things in your shop. Sometimes the women who work in your shop can be distracting. I know that uh, where I've worked in the past, 
I really haven't ever been distracted by the women that worked there. There was one place I worked where a girl would come in every once in a while, and I found her distracting because she was a she was a little doll, and I was inappropriately attracted to her, but I never did anything about it. But I was distracted when she was there. It was through no fault of her own. It was all me again. And where I work now, we have a, uh, quite a few attractive ladies who work there as well. And uh, I try desperately not to be too distracted if they walk by. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't pay me any extra to be distracted, so I try to avoid it at all costs. One of the other things that can distract you in the shop that you're in is the cars themselves. If you're a car guy and you're working in a shop and people bring you specialty cars, Ferraris, Lotuses, Aston Martins maybe, who even knows, uh, old Porsches, you might be distracted by them. Uh, obviously, you want to look them over, maybe even want to work on them. Um, it's easy enough to be distracted by a particular make or model of a car that you've been jonesing to own for a long time. Uh, I have a, a very specific brand of cars I like, so uh, it doesn't happen to me too often, but it can happen to you. I uh, actually am working at a BMW dealership, and uh, they get some pretty cool Beamers in there every once in a while. And every once in a while, i got to stop and admire some of the uh, stuff that they build. Sometimes the way it sounds, sometimes just uh, the options that they have sometimes the things that they can do, sometimes the features that they have that I don't see on some of the other cars at all, if ever. Uh, a lot of the cars have what they what they call competition packages available, so those are always fun to check out. Other distractions that you can have in the shop are uh, silly, I want to say, but not really, okay? Uh, one of the distractions you might have is the temperature in the shop, the conditions in the shop. That could be distracting. I know that I don't really like it when it's real hot. Just, I can't help it. That's it. End of sentence. If it's really, really hot, it slows me down. I can't think, and I don't like it. And so naturally, I moved to the southern part of the country to work in Texas. Uh, yeah, it gets hot here. It uh, gets real hot here. It was a I think the hottest temperature I encountered was 111 degrees, but the shop I'm in has air conditioning, so I'm off the hook with that. But I used to work in an independent shop in New York, New York State, uh, not New York City. Uh, there's a difference, a huge difference, by the way. Um, but I would work, I worked in a shop in New York State, like I said, and it would get hot in there. It'd be 90, 80, 90 degrees, and and it, obviously it's a lot cooler than 110 degrees, but when the relative humidity is nearly the same digit as the temperature, it becomes very uncomfortable. You become very, very hot and very moist, and it's difficult to concentrate. It's difficult to work on a car when you're that uncomfortable. The cold weather never really seemed to bother me too much, and it's probably a good thing because a lot of the shops I worked in, especially up north, uh, didn't feel like they had to heat the building. And when they did heat the building, guess what? Yeah, not very much. It was not unusual to work in a shop where the average temperature was in the 50s. And you'd almost be better off working outside. I've had the last shop I worked at up north was good with the heat. The heat was uh, the heat that they had on in the, in the building and the temperature that they kept it at was was more than adequate for us. And we were able to be very productive and that's the thing that goes on. I mean, it's distracting if you're too hot or if you're too cold. If you're in a good, if you're in a good spot where the temperature is, you know, comfortable, you can concentrate on what you're doing and get more done. And I think smart shop owners realize that, and so they try to make it so that you're good with that and they're good with that. 
One of the other things that could be distracting, and this is this is kind of a weird one, but what you what you're working on now. I know that a lot of shops have problems with parking. They have cars parked here and there and everywhere, and it's usually pretty much a mess. Customers and tow truck drivers will just leave cars anywhere. And a lot of times, they're bringing them to you because they don't run. So part of the problem you have with bringing a car into the shop is one that doesn't run, one that won't start, one doesn't move on its own, and you have to bring it into the shop. And you're heavily distracted by the fact that you have to now help the guy who works next to you push that fucking car into the shop so you can diagnose it so that he can diagnose it maybe not even you other distractions helping someone remove exhaust from a vehicle that's on the lift that happens pretty frequently uh, fortunately that doesn't distract you too much uh, the problem with distractions is and it, it boils down to this is if you're working along and you're moving along and you're at a good pace and you're you're, you're making good time and somebody stops you or you get disrupted in any way or you get completely distracted to the point where you stop. It takes a long time to get back into that fucking groove. They might distract you for two minutes, but it takes you another five or ten minutes to get back to where you were. This happens to me a lot. And as a matter of fact, I'll even acknowledge it to myself by saying something stupid along the lines like, now back to our regularly scheduled program already in progress. I know that uh, in the shop I'm in now, I find waiters enormously distracting. And I'm not even kidding you when I tell you this. Our service department likes to take the waiters, pull them into the shop, park them as close to me as they possibly can, it seems like, and kick the four-ways on. That lets you know that there's a waiter in the shop. Only, I think for some reason, all the other technicians in the shop, don't they just don't see lights like I do. They don't see them. They don't see that there's a car there and that it's a waiter. They don't see them. I wait sometimes 10, 20, 30 minutes for somebody to come over and work on that waiter. And what I've been finding lately is that nobody does. And eventually, because it does just, it, it distracts the living piss out of me, I will actually stop what I'm doing, put the RO I'm working on on hold, and actually work on this waiter that is sitting there. Because... I know that there's somebody sitting somewhere in the dealership waiting for that car to be finished. And if we haven't even started on the fucking thing yet, the guy's going to be waiting. Really, nobody even knows how long because we don't even know why it's there yet. So I, in my shop, actually grab a lot of the waiters. And it's not that I hate that. Um, sometimes I sell a lot of work on a waiter. I don't typically make a lot of money on a waiter. Usually it's just an oil change with a complimentary inspection. And, uh, but I bang them out quickly and get them done and get them up to the detail department so that that person doesn't have to sit there for two, three hours while somebody in our shop figures out, oh, well, look at that. There's a waiter. I mean, they really are. Uh, they seem like they're on everybody's pay no mind list. Okay. Maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm being overly harsh. Maybe I'm just not being patient enough. To me, when a waiter comes in the shop, somebody should stop what they're fucking doing and work on it right then. And But I don't think anybody else has that frame of mind about them. So that's a distraction to me. Um, if I'm trying to work, if I'm trying to do some sort of a job, I, I was doing actually an engine in a car and stopped probably a good eight or nine times while I was attempting to do that engine and did waiters in the middle of that. And what sucks about that is a lot of times I come back to what I was doing on this engine car and I couldn't remember where I was. So I'd have to backtrack and make sure I tightened up all the bolts that I thought were tight and make sure that they really are, in fact, truly tight. 
okay? Because that's an excellent way to fuck something up. You know, you look at a bolt and you go, oh, I tightened that up. And then you find out later when oil goes all over the floor that you actually didn't tighten that up because you stopped to work on a fucking waiter. So that's a distraction I don't really enjoy too much. There are other distractions out there. I'd like to hear some feedback from you boys on what kind of distractions distract you and uh, maybe how to stop them from distracting you. I know that uh, we could ban all women from the shop. That would probably work really good to keep me from being distracted. But uh, that's not a really good idea. They like to come back into the shop. Anyway, I want to remind you guys that what you need to do with the Greasy Wheels podcast is look for it on iTunes, look for it on Spotify and Google Play, and make sure you uh, chalk up some reviews for us, okay? Let us know if you like it. Let us know if you hate it. And you know what else? Let us know if you want to be on it, okay? Because we're going to start doing that. Because you guys have stories that and I know every single one of you guys has, or ladies, if you're a lady technician, I apologize for referring to everybody as guys, but that includes you. I know that all of you guys have stories that would probably boggle my mind, and if not mine, somebody else's who's listening to this podcast. So get your story straight, figure out how you want to say it, uh, let me know, and uh, we'll call you up. And we will get your story and we'll put you on Grease the Wheels so that the world can hear what you've been going through as well, okay? So they don't have to hear just my voice. Because believe me, you, me, and my producer, Eric, don't want to hear my voice any more than they have to. And if they could hear somebody else's, they would be like, yay. Okay? So don't forget to give us some reviews and uh, share our podcast with some like-minded individuals. Hopefully there's a... Well, I I want to say I hope there's a lot of like-minded individuals, but on the other hand, maybe not. I don't know. Is that a good thing that people would have a like mind to you or me? I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to do a poll on that someday. Okay. So listen up. This is your Uncle Jamie. I'm going to be signing off. Make sure you hit me with some feedback and some reviews. Okay. And if you got a story, get it together and give me a buzz. We'll uh, we'll put you on. Okay. Until then, this is your Uncle Jamie signing off. Saying see you. <laughs>